Greetings and God bless. Today, I'm here to expose faith and friction. Christians, these people on faith and friction are Satan worshipers. Yeah, you may not agree with everything that I say, but stay away from this group. They believe in the flat earth theory and other heretical doctrines. I believe in a pre-trib rapture. That means Christians will be taken to Christ before the seven-year tribulation period. However, I reject the Apocrypha and the Book of Enoch along with other additives and as part of the Bible. I believe in the Bible only. Pre-trib rapture is part of the Bible while books that aren't a part of the Bible canon are false. If you don't agree, you can turn off the video and watch something else, but be warned of those who go outside of Scripture. Mint scriptures that I think are just really cool. Let's do it. Okay, so I looked up the definition of firm-a-mint. Okay. <laughs> um, that's not the problem. Firmament. Give me a break. Apparent surface of the imaginary sphere on which celestial bodies appear to be projected. Amos 9, 6. And it talked about a vaulted dome. The amplified version. It says, It is he who builds his upper chambers in the heavens and has established his vaulted dome, the firmament of heaven over the earth, he who calls to the waters of the sea and pours them out on the face of the earth, the Lord is his name. So just like the idea of like a vaulted dome. Listen, Tracy the liar, that verse is being metaphorical and idiomatic. There are many passages throughout the Bible that are being poetic. Why are these people so stupid? Let's watch. And if you haven't watched it, I encourage you to go and watch the moon landing video and tell us your thoughts on that. Because I'm watching this and it was sparked by actually a Joe Rogan clip that I saw about Flat Earth. And they played a short clip of it. And I had the thought of like, wait a minute, I never even watched the moon landing. Chizoba, is that your name? What are you smoking, dude? Are you saying that the moon landing is fake? Which that is what they are going to say next. You know what? I've seen their videos. I'm not going to torture you by subjecting you to this type of crap. What irritates me about this pancake brain Chizoba is that one time, ooh, the science proves God is real. Yet he denies the reality of ball earth. What these Satan worshippers don't understand, yes, I'm calling faith and friction Satan worshippers because they're committing blasphemy against Jesus by twisting the Bible to fit their unscientific views of Scripture. They are looking at the Bible through the eyes of the flesh. Those passages in Scripture or being metaphorical and idiomatic the Four Corners are a group of people. We still use the Four Corners idiom today to discuss people. The firmament represents the divide between sea and sky. Wow, what a group of idiots we have. You see these types of metaphorical expressions of the firmament and Four Corners in Revelation. The Book of Revelation has a lot of metaphorical symbolism. How can you sail around the world without falling out? The Earth would have to be a sphere. Oh, wait! Faith and fiction would deny Christopher Columbus because they hate America, because they also slander NASA. By denying the moon landing, would faith and friction say Roscosmos or the Chinese space program is evil and unscientific? The answer is no. They would go after NASA because faith and friction are anti-freedom and they love Roscosmos and the Chinese space program. If the Christians in China believe in round earth, which most do, they would not speak about them. See how hypocritical faith and friction are. Instead, they would falsely claim that flat earth so-called Christians are being persecuted by their faith. 
you can watch the clip of Satan worshipping Anna Filth, praising flat earth people for believing in a lie. Remember Proverbs 14.5, a faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. I'm done with this segment. Let's talk about the Book of Enoch. A lot of information you can get from the Book of Enoch. The viewers were like, how could you even mention the Book of Enoch? This isn't yeah. canon. Actually, the Ethiopian Bible, which is the oldest and most complete Bible on the earth, almost 800 years older than the King James Version, has the Book of Enoch still in it. So this is a great resource to look at. At least you can use it as extra biblical text, but that gives you a lot of information on the Nephilim. But even in the Bible, just what we have today, it has information. This Anna clip I placed sounds like a baby mouth. She's so fake and phony. Anyway, the problem with why people believe this nonsense about the book of Enoch and the Nephilim are two reasons. Reason number one, there is a verse that sounds similar to a passage in the New Testament, thus, they have a misconception in comparing the two quotes together. Reason number two is that the word Nephilim means giants, mighty men, or fallen ones. This is where the Book of Enoch comes into the picture and heavily corrupts the meaning of Nephilim because the Book of Enoch is a false book like Gnostic texts. The Book of Enoch is part of a group of non-divinely inspired words of God. Called the pseudepigrapha, the word pseudepigrapha means falsely to inscribe. Another form of it is the 22 extra books to the Bible called the Apocrypha, which instead of 66, it's 88. Catholics have the Apocrypha, and this is where they get most of their heretical or simply wrong views of Scripture. I'm not saying Catholics can't be Christians, but 90% of the Catholic Church is not rooted in God's Word. There are three versions of the Book of Enoch. All three versions are false. The one they are reading is the Ethiopian Bible. This so-called Ethiopian Bible, the Book of Enoch, is incomplete and contradicts Scripture a lot. These heretics who believe this Book of Enoch crap point to Jude 1, 14 through 15. Here we go. 14. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. 15. To execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. This verse is where these Enoch freaks distort, because their father is the devil. The false verse from Enoch 1 through 9 reads, 9. And behold, he cometh with ten thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all, and to destroy all the ungodly, and to convict all flesh of all the works of their ungodliness, which they have ungodly committed, and of all the hard things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Okay, does this sound like Jude 1, 14 through 15 and Enoch 1 through 9 are the same? The answer is no. They sound similar, but they're worlds apart because the book of Enoch is just sick fan fiction from a heretic to cash in on the divine success of the Bible. The Book of Enoch and the Apocrypha are filled with historical inaccuracies, and remember, it just takes one mistake to prove, is not biblical because God's Word is infallible. It takes one mistake to prove that this Ethiopian Bible is false, incomplete garbage. Both the Apocrypha and the Book of Enoch teach works-based salvation heresy. It's faith alone, through Christ alone. The Book of Enoch teaches that angels had relations with humans, thus they created the Nephilim, this is because of a verse in Genesis 6, 1 through 4. Well, okay. 
Several problems with that. Let's read Genesis 6. 6. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them. 2. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. 3. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. 4. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old men of renown. 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. 6. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. 7. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. That was the end. To be fair, the sons of God could refer to angels as stated in many passages. However, you need the right context, not by interpreting firmament as literal like the hag Tracy would say. Throughout that passage was the context of angel used? Of course not. There was only man, the giants, or Nephilim. Don't have supernatural powers or anything that these so-called Christians would suggest they're just conspiracies from the devil to infiltrate the church. Come on. Just look at this Faith and Friction podcast. They appear like a secular newscast. I don't know. I suspect they are a part of the Illuminati. To mix truth with lies. God even limited the lifespan of humans, not angels. If that were the case, the text would say that God cursed angels along with their offspring. Look at this verse, Genesis 1, 24 through 31. 24. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. 25. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. 26. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. That's as far as we go. My billion-dollar question is, can angels, or should I say spiritual beings, can they reproduce anything after its own kind? The answer is, of course, no. A robin makes a robin. A bull shark makes a bull shark. A bull shark cannot make a robin even with the opposite gender. It's not possible. Again, the Book of Enoch is just like the Key of Solomon or any Gnostic text, because it's falsely attributed to a biblical figure just as demons impersonate spirits of the dead. As we're about to read here in a second, in Genesis 10, we're going to talk about Nimrod. Mm. And I don't know if you know this, but you can look this up. Many theologians have a lot of writing on this. Nimrod was a Nephilim or a Gibor. No, King Nimrod was not a Nephilim. He was a small punk-faced loser like you are Jason who got too big for his britches. This Ethiopian Bible is supposedly the oldest Bible. Even if that's true, there are still a lot of problems. I'm sure there's a lot to learn from the Ethiopian Bible, and perhaps I'm too hard on it, but the Book of Enoch is still a pseudepigrapha, a piece of sick fan fiction written to confuse and create divisions. Apocrypha is the plural word of pseudepigrapha. 
In other words, if you reject the Apocrypha, which is what Catholics get their Bible misconceptions from, then you must reject the Book of Enoch because it's a pseudepigrapha or Apocrypha plural. Do you want to dive in? Check your source before the Roman Catholic Church became the mess today. Roman Catholics rejected the Book of Enoch and Apocrypha until the late 16th century and the year 1546 AD when the Council of Trent accepted the Apocrypha and this pseudepigrapha, Book of Enoch, crap into the church. So for 1600 years, this trash was not accepted. Lastly on this subject, before I debunk these post-tribs on rapture, the Ethiopian Bible has a lot of content. There are five extra books after the Book of Revelation, oh no, called Synodos, First Covenant, Second Covenant, Ethiopic Clement, and Didascalia. All right, Revelation is the last 27th book of the New Testament. There are no five books that come after Revelation. How I know this? Well, let's read Revelation 22, 18. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. 19. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life, and out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. 20. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. 21. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. You see, that's the very last verse of the entire Bible, both new and old. Nothing is to be added or taken away, otherwise any individual will be cast out of the book of life. Simple as that. These five books are additives to this last verse. Blasphemy. Also, people who believe this garbage about angels creating life with humans still believe that fallen angels or demons continue to create the Nephilim to this day. That is so dumb I can't stand the idiocy of these heretics. Just look what Jesus Christ did to the demon legion. The legion of demons did not want to depart from the physical realm. That means there is no way they harm people without possessing a human body. In other words, it's just not possible for demons to reproduce. Last objection to this Nephilim segment. Show me one verse in the King James Bible, or the false book of Enoch, that says demons still reproduce Nephilim with humans today. Spoiler alert, you won't find it, because it's not biblical to either book. End of story. To remind you, I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. In other words, I firmly believe that the church will be taken up to meet with Christ, while the non-believers will have one last chance to accept Christ before the seven years of tribulation are up. I won't discuss this too much since the main problems are the flat earth and this Ethiopian Bible Enoch crap. Let's begin. It's easier to believe in a pre-tribulation rapture because we, no one wants to go through a tribulation. There is so much hope. Uh, Revelations 3.10 says, I will keep you from the hour of trial. And just like Noah was kept, he wasn't taken. Just like Lot was kept, he wasn't taken up to heaven. There is a preservation of saints through the tribulation. Acts 2.17 says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. All flesh. So there's going to be on. a great move of God in the last days that Bible. we're going to walk in. Mm -hmm. Daniel 11.32 says, in the last days, the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. That's us. Like we're going to be walking full of power, full of the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit, right. doing greater miracles than Jesus, it says. Mm -hmm. So this That's is crazy. an exciting time for believers. It's not a time to be in fear. 
because God is with us in Revelations 12, 11 tells us. Wrong. God did preserve Lot and Noah from the tribulation. You stupid demon hag from the pits of hell. If I can change your mind on the topic of rapture, let me present the main problem with post-tribs and mid-tribs. Regardless of what we believe, the three views of rapture, we all agree that it has to come at the sound of the seventh trumpet. This event is mainly spoken of in 1 Thessalonians 4.13-18 and 1 Corinthians 15.50-54. These two verses talk about some sort of rapture. But you might ask, how do I know that it will come before the seven-year tribulation? Simple, let's read about what comes after the sound of the seventh trumpet. Let's read Revelation 16-1. through It reads, And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth. And there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. Okay, for context, the seven bowls or vials of wrath are the most painful and severe judgments of the world will ever see. Now, what does this even mean? Well, simple, the vials of wrath come after Revelation 11:15 through 19. You see, Revelation 16 through 1 is where we get the seven bowls of wrath. Oh no, see the problem. The seven trumpets must all sounded before the seven vials of God's wrath. Here is Revelation 11:15, which reads as, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. All right, now let's read Revelation 11:18. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. That's that. Revelation 11.18 comes after 11.15. So we know that the seventh trumpet sounds in 11.15. In other words, post-tribs and mid-tribs cannot tell me the wrath of God is over when the seventh trumpet sounds because Revelation 16 through 1 is when the vials are introduced. Some people would say that we're in the tribulation right now. The problem is the vials or bowls of wrath have not come to fruition yet, because they have to come after the seventh trumpet sounds. I understand that people would believe pre-trib rapture is false because of Nelson Darby and the Left Behind movies only being 100 years old, but they just interpreted the pre-trib rapture that was thousands of years old before the misconceptions such as post-trib and mid-tribulation rapture, which those are at least hundreds of years old. People have taught pre-tribulation rapture in church history long before Nelson Darby. I won't get into that. But one last thing is the days of Noah argument these so-called Bible scholars keep nagging about. Let's read 1 Peter 3.19 that talks about the days of Noah. 19 by, which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. 20 which sometime were disobedient, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. 21 the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 22. Who has gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God. Angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. Okay, I put the end instead of reading all of it, because I want to show one key detail notice when it says, By which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient, 
When once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. What I'm not trying to find out what this means, but the spirits who were in prison, it sounds like those who had died in the flood. 1 Peter 3.19 is a complicated, mysterious verse that I don't know if purgatory is biblical or not. I discussed a bit with the Little Light Studios debunk video. But if Jesus was proclaiming to the imprisoned spirits who are the people that were not led into the ark, then that means these Nephilim, giants, or those who weren't allowed in the ark were therefore not raptured from God's wrath. Ha! You see, that it says it will be like the days of Noah, some will be raptured, but others will have to accept Christ in the destruction of the world. So, the Nephilim can be saved. Although they weren't raptured and died because of their disobedience, some Nephilim were saved. That is what will soon as the world comes to its end. Some will be raptured if they place their faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah, these post-tribs talk tough by saying we will look forward to pain and suffering. Truth is, they won't last long because the pre-trib rapture is Christ's will. Those who do not agree are insulting Christ and not true Christians. Another form of works-based salvation, since their father is Satan and he enjoys torment and lies. Listen, Anna, who do you mean we? Me, you, there is no we. They will perform wonders in the tribulation, not we. I will be raptured while you will take the mark of the beast and go to the lake of fire. Lastly, that verse baby mouth fake Anna was saying about Christians will perform greater wonders than Jesus Christ. That verse is talking about the apostles, not about the wrath that is to come. Get your verses right on context. Ha ha ha. I checked their website. Faith and friction are from Light's Church of Satan. Ha. Sorry about saying the Satan part. Jason and his wife are co-pastors and co-founders. Um, that's not biblical, by the way. Ha ha ha. For another time. On the statement of faith, I saw that they don't mention hell or the lake of fire at all. Guess they don't care about people going to hell and the lake of fire. Again, these people are Satan worshippers. Jason looks like a KKK member, and his wife looks like drug dealer scammers. Flat earth. Christians are mocking God by saying he can't look down upon the earth because it's a ball. Therefore, the earth has to be flat for God in three persons to see it properly. So then flat earthers are committing blasphemy by saying God is not all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-present because he has to only look down upon a flat earth. Also, flat earth is pagan. It's not rooted at all in Christianity or science. Flat earth is a pagan myth. As for Nephilim, King Nimrod and the Nephilim in the Promised Land are not the same Nephilim that died in the flood. Nephilim is just a word that means giants, mighty men, or fallen ones. But Nephilim are not fallen angels or their offspring. And yes, the Nephilim can be saved. It's not a sin to read pseudepigrapha, apocrypha, plural, or any Gnostic myth in any book outside of the Bible. It's only a sin if you believe the lies that these texts preach. I do believe that the King James Bible is the best at translating Greek to English. Remember Jesus Christ, or whatever he calls himself, Christ is the one true Bible that can save. The Bible are just documents about the truth they can't save, only Christ. This rapture, most people don't believe in it. Funny even atheist channels like Believe It or Not and Religion for Breakfast say rapture is not a part of the Bible, yet they don't say post-trib is false. Hmm, I wonder why. Satan, I suppose. Ah, faith and friction have baby mouths they won't be raptured or be saved most likely. 
I understand there's a lot of barriers between fellow Christians, lots of divide everywhere, but Christians cannot be united in blasphemy against Jesus Christ. If I were to say faith and friction have flat pancake brains, Tracy would think I meant it for real and not as an idiom. If you want to be raptured and most of all saved from hell and the lake of fire, place your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is your host, Godwin Hart. Take care and God bless.